0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In. I am JAM, I'm your party host. So grab your bourbon, your beer, or your brew, half a sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it. Or grab your cup of coffee if you have finally broken your caffeine-free January, and strap in for some random conversation about everything and anything that's going on. I am joined, as always, by the incredible, the invincible, our infamous futurist, our Tony Stark. How are you doing, T?
1: Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I am doing very well. I'm very pleased to be here, as always.
0: And trying to remain very still and very quiet. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> and, uh,
0: of course, we are joined by our Mr. Fantastic, our flexible friend, the pyjamaed prince that was promised. Hey, are you doing, B? Hello, is
2: it me you're looking for?
0: <laughs> is a special hello to our Lionel Richie fans out there. Um, because, yeah, just because. Uh, and if you want B all night long, then his OnlyFans is still open for. <laughs> Subscription.
1: How did that well,
0: <laughs> but we know. While while our listeners may not be on the ceiling, they are from Hempstead to Do- Dublin to Oregon and all over the world. So thank you very much for joining us and listening to us. Uh, thank you for continuing to rate, review, subscribe, and share, uh, so that we can continue sharing this conversation. Maybe even to Lionel Richie himself. Um, we'd be open for a guest spot if he wants to come on and talk about his fandom of bees interpretations of his song. Um, uh, But uh, yeah, and if he does want to reach out, if anyone does know Lionel and wants to put us in touch, then at Geeking In Pod is the best place to do that, both on Instagram and Twitter. And whilst you are looking through at Geeking In Pod, you will see that there's a Linktree link that takes you to various places, including our Teespring store, that holds our T-shirts and mugs and masks. And they are some lovely masks. They are um, futuristic in design. Um, However, maybe not as futuristic as Wakanda is um, in uh, its design. Um, And Wakanda is going to potentially be the focus of a Disney plus Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show. Wow. So Ryan Coogler, uh, in development at, of Black Panther Two at the moment, um, and his media company, uh, Proximity Media Production, um, have uh, inked a new overall deal, which keeps Googler in, uh, Coogler in Googler, sorry, in um, uh, Disney uh, for five more years. Mm-hmm. Um. The press release um, specifies that he will um, work on select MCU shows for Disney+. Plus. Now, it is expected that one of these uh, will see uh, the Kingdom of Wakanda come to life. Um, but there's speculation as to what the others might be. Um, Kugler said it is an honor to be partnering with Walt Disney Company. Working with them on the Black Panther was a dream come true. Uh, as avid consumers of television, we couldn't be happier with launching our television business with Bob Iger, Dana Walden, and the amazing studios under Disney Umbrella. We look forward to learning, growing and building a relationship with audiences all over the world through the Disney platform. We're especially excited that we will be taking our first leap with Kevin Feige, Louis Des- De- Desposito, Victoria Alonso, and the partners at Marvel Studios, where we will be working closely with them on a select on select MCU shows for Disney Plus. We're already in the mix on some projects, and we can't wait to share.
1: That is amazing news. That is so good. Actually, I thought. I remember thinking with Black Panther, as amazing as um, seeing Wakanda was, one of the bits that felt a little small was that street where um, where T'Challa was uh, chatting with... uh, I've forgotten her name already now. Um,
0: Nakia?
1: Yeah, T'Challa and Nakia were walking down the sort of street of Wakanda. And Hmm. then they cut back to it at the end, and it just did feel like, oh, that's quite a small set so we've seen the big locales right we've seen the palace and we've seen the ceremonial fighting and all all the kind of big places like that where the battles take place but just like normal street like day-to-day life in Wakanda that I want to see a lot more of Uh, I felt like it got teased and it was very small and but it was it was so exciting and I definitely want to see that so you know I want this to be based in Wakanda. This isn't about, you know, the embassies opening up in New York and all of the stuff at the end of Black Panther. I want to see, oh my God, I just want to see like a soap opera in Wakanda. I want to see day-to-day life. I don't even need superheroes at this point. I just want to see how they get on with things.
0: I believe that this is a topic that you were talking about when we discussed the potential recasting, or not recasting, the potential casting decisions for Black Panther 2. Um, and how we went on and one of the things you were talking about was that interplay between the the tribes of Wakanda Mm. we got to see a little bit of that with the flyover and we got to see kind of some of the 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 tribe set up within Wakanda we also got a little bit of a view of it when they went to the mountains with Mbaku um but you're right that that kind of day-to-day setup um it feels like there's far more that could be talked about on it. You excited, be? Yeah, absolutely
2: brilliant. I mean, who who wouldn't want to see more of Wakanda? Um, you know, and is a, a personal favourite of mine. Sure. Uh, I I I think it would be absolutely awesome, and I, and I think you know, there's there's loads of things they could potential build on. Um, the the Wakanda universe could be you know, so big and there's so much they could do with it so much. I mean, you know, would they look at doing a, a, you know, a prequel to Wakanda, how it developed, how it, oh, you know, you know, became Wakanda, um, you know, some of the decisions they they made, would, could they look at making, you know, the original, the first Black Panther origin story, like kind of, um, that's not been done. Um, that would certainly be really, really interesting. We
1: saw some of that in the, I guess not the flashbacks, but the kind of storytelling, right? Right at the start mm. of the film, the origins of the Black Panther and all of that. But that was sort of the mythical, simplistic story mm. to get the, the detail of it and the actual kind of the politics and the relationships and all that stuff. That would be really interesting. Yeah. I still sorry. think I'd want... The, I, I think you're sorry, right. I, think, I still think I'd want modern day just because I like the near future yeah. stuff. Um, So I'd I'd want to see that mix of kind of technology and and, and all of that as well.
0: Uh, So I was thinking about this as I I was pulling this story together for us to talk about. Um, And what I think Kugler did with the Black Panther introducing us to Wakanda was quite universe building in a way that a lot of the Marvel films haven't been able to do. So in my mind, it's akin to Guardians of the Galaxy that showed us space and and how that works. Um, uh, Doctor Strange with the uh, dimensions and the dark dimension and things like Mm. that. And Thor originally with with Asgard and the Realms. Um, But everything else has been fairly set in a fairly run-of-the-mill kind of setting. So nothing else needed kind of that, that kind of expanse and imagination of, you know, everything going on. I mean, you know, apart from Stark slash Avengers tower, New mm. York is New York. Mm. Um, and so, you know, what we had with Wakanda was this beautiful, brilliant, incredible, super futuristic, highly advanced, um, civilization and culture. Um, with offshoots so you know we know that for instance mbaku uh, mbaku's tribe is far more um uh far more basic they turned their way their they're back away from technology mm-hmm. um but what does that actually look like you know does mm-hmm. uh, did they turn their way uh, their back on all technology or on technology as we know it in wakanda so they're not futuristic, but they're not, you know, the they're, they're not Amish level yeah. of of you yeah. know turning their way the back on technology mm. kind of thing. Um, so I think there's a lot of kind of plays on that of the different areas, the different cultures, the different setups, um, and as you said, just kind of the day to day life. I mean, how does an org- a, a place that has such wealth, such such technological advances? keep itself secure, look after itself. And, and, you know, what does that mean for the people in the street? What does that mean for, you know, the, the, who police the system and things like that? Um, and that's before you get into the characters that we really didn't get to spend a huge amount of time with, like Okoye and, and Nakia and, and the others. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's there's a huge amount that can be done mm-hmm. on that. And it's a beautiful world that can kind of be ripped through. And, and there's, a, there's going to be a point where you can play in, you know, with Black Panther, whoever takes up that mantle, um, being now a global superhero and probably playing far more of a pivotal role in the next setup of Avengers. Um, what does the day to day look like when the king or queen um, isn't there every, mm. every time? I've got this so much potential. So I'm 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 very excited about that, and the fact that you know that's potentially more Angela Bassett and and you know other things like that is uh, just brilliant. You know, um, <laughs> <more into> <laughs> when you
1: when you told us there's there's Marvel TV news, and neither be or or I had, had seen it right immediately, I thought, oh my god, oh my god, is this the the Jimmy Woo show? It's um, <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy <laughs> Woo and Doctor Darcy show. And as soon as I thought that, I thought, oh, no matter what Jay tells me, I'm gonna be disappointed because it's not gonna be the Jimmy Wu show. But it's not, I'm well excited. It's better. The only thing better than what I had in my head. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> well, so what what you've got in your head is 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 the bit for us to then work out because this is one, but we're talking about um multiple irons in the fire. We're talking about multiple shows in development. Um so now is the the speculation of what do we think the other shows could be? What What would you like to see, Kugler and team, address, attempt, discuss, you'd, you'd present? Uh, you you um, know, what
2: I'd love to see a Constantine show. That'd be brilliant. That's uh, DC,
0: kind of not. Oh yeah, not MCU though, is it?
2: Oh well, dark universe then.
0: Yeah, so kind of the the Doctor Strange style in the mix. b are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah,
2: okay.
0: I was, I was, I was trying to invite you in to expand on
2: <laughs> no I'd, dark I'd, universe. I'd like then to see a dark universe because you know I'm I'm I like that side of stuff. I like the the supernatural, and you know this. That's one element that Marvel has oh. not so far really, really touched. Um, right. So I, I think that could be a really good opportunity for them to expand and, and grow. Sorry, but um, what's and the dark? Bring... Who would you want as the to... um, Mephisto? Yeah. Um, you know, I think but it's the supernatural that stuff. Would be a great show. Okay.
0: Yeah. So how does that... I mean, I don't think any of us have seen Hellstrom yet. No. Um, that does look good. Coming to Disney Plus Star on the 23rd of February. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that fit with the likes of Hellstrom and that sort of thing? Is, is, is that kind of where you're, you're, you're aiming for it or have you got a different cast in mind for it? Who would you, be, who would you want as characters in your Dark Universe show?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, the, the book is open. I mean, I mean, apart from, um, Mephisto has to be the number one person out there um, in, in terms of the dark side of, of Marvel Universe. Um, I don't know, is, is there anyone bigger than Mephisto that Marvel have got on their, on their card?
0: Um, in, in that supernatural side, yeah. well, Dumamu, but we've already kind of touched on have. Dumamu, haven't we? Um, who else is, is in that? Because in Marvel stories, Hell is more of a um, kingdom uh, set up, isn't mm. it? So it's almost like everyone, every um, circle, in essence, has its own monarch. Um, which is how you can have, you know, uh, Satan and Mephisto and Hella and mm-hmm. all the others kind of all wrapped up into the same universe. Um, uh, and Azazel, is, is is Azazel one of those? Or is it, oh, no, Belastico, isn't it? From Inferno and um, mm. uh, X-Men. Run. yeah 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 um so what about a midnight sun's show then
2: wasn't that rumored some time back
0: oh everything's been rumored <laughs> some time back <laughs> reinvented the wheel um ooh. i mean you've got blade in progress we have, you? yeah um you know we've talked we've got Variations of Ghost Rider, yeah, in play. Um, so potentially you could you could kind of bring one of those in. You know, you could go back to um, uh, Reyes. I forgot his first name. Um, played by Diego Luna in *Angels of Shield*. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could do, um, hey, get <laughs> Nick Cage back if the money's oh. big enough. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be. He'd
1: love that role anyway. He'd want to
2: absolutely. He'd do it for free.
0: Yeah. Um, And and you. I mean, he could be Johnny Blaze. You could then bring in a Danny Ketch character if you wanted to go that way. Um, I, in my my OTT nineties knockoff character nostalgia love that I have of all things Thunderstrike and War Machine to a lesser degree. Not that I like him less, but he was less of a knockoff than you know the, the carbon copies. But um, the 90s uh, Ghost Rider comics also introduced Vengeance, Michael Badlino, who's just come back for one shot recently. Um, so you could kind of go that way. Uh, that would be more Lilith as well, I guess. What about Dracula? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were talking about bringing him into the MCU in some sort of way something like Midnight Suns would do very well on that unless they're saving it for a, a shot for shot remake <laughs> of Blade 3
2: Brilliant, I'd be up for that in fact if they do a Kickstarter
0: I'd be happy to contribute I mean I'm not sure Marvel's in the position where they need to do Kickstarters <laughs> at the moment but
2: they'll
0: be pleased to know that they've got your, your yeah, they've got my money billion on the end
1: game, you know. it's not yeah. enough to redo this
0: So two of the the, the, the the characters that have been muted are ones that uh, Coogler has been rumoured to be including in various films, including Black Panther 2. Um, and, and part of the rumoured uh, stories of Black Panther 2 are around um, monarchy and nations going to war. Um, so the two characters that are, are, are rumoured and... Uh, therefore uh, speculated on, are uh, Namor, um, which everyone thinks the Okoye um, line in yes. Endgame is, is hinting at. Yeah. Earthquakes under the sea, yep. Uh, and the other one is um, whether Wakanda will have attracted the eye of um,
1: the Eastern European country oh, of Latveria. Okay, great ways of introducing both of those characters. And, and
0: maybe we 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 get an introduction to it's such a to... good way
1: of showing both of these characters are such serious like threats. You know, Wakanda is 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 already established as like absolute badass nation. So you know, someone else coming in through this to, to go up against them, you know that there are badass they're a huge villain oh that's that's good both of them great ideas
0: would would either of those take your fancy as a
1: no as a a
0: tv show
1: both are huge both need Mm. i mean i know we're in the world of hbo money and mcu money and things like that for tv but some things are cinematic
0: So, are you talking about the introduction, or are you talking about the yeah? The that's story? what I was
2: going to say because an introduction might work, and then
0: the story, the bigger story. I on feel the big like. Screen. Oh. Alternatively, you could go the other way in the sense the introduction is Black Panther mm. two, and then bearing in mind that's due out, that's expected to be twenty twenty two, and then your TV show is similar to Kingdom of Wakanda in the sense of, you know, a day in the life of Latveria or, you know.
1: I feel like, you know, Doom needs to be a big bad. Doom needs to be a Thanos. You know, Doom's not been done right. Ever. Ever. (laughs) Ever. So we, we need, yeah. And there's not a lot of characters that could be a Thanos, I think. But Doom's definitely one of them.
0: There's, there's uh, I mean, the big two that seem apparent mm. are Galactus. Yeah. And, and Galactus and feels a bit me. like
1: more of uh, the same with Thanos, another big space paddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, except he's not going to stop at mm. only destroying half of the people
2: abuse. on Earth. Mm. Yeah. But, but um, wasn't Marvel hinting at? You know, the cosmic being the next, next Marvel phase. The... So that would, would that would imply that the next threat would be from space.
1: Yeah, I suppose in terms of um, you know the the threat itself, just being an issue on Earth feels a bit low level now that. The MCU is is a universe or a galaxy. You know, it is opened up. Mm.
2: Because I mean, with Doom, I mean, what business would he have with with Thor or Guardians or Captain Marvel? Or... Oh, he wants all
0: of their power. He wants it all. Mm. Well, I mean, if you if you if you took the uh, the history from the comic where he is linked to. Doctor Strange Um, you could do a reality warping Doom who is a a threat to the fabric of time and space
1: itself Yeah I think I so I, I wouldn't want to see Doom um, on TV just because I feel like Doom is a big budget baddie and I want to see him done right. You know, Namor on TV... feel So doing underwater stuff is expensive, right? Just the CG of it and all of that stuff. And, you yeah. know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want it to be like another Inhumans, you know?
0: I, mean, I suppose it does depend on... It does depend on whether you want to yeah. CG everyone's hair like you did in
1: Aquaman. Aquaman. Well, now that it's been done, it has to be done, right? (laughs) We've got to see it. Yeah, I mean, I
0: like the idea of of both of those, Um, partly because um, I like uh, Kugler's ability to make me connect Mm. with the bad guy. Um, I, I still think that one of the things that the MCU has struggled with is um, a, a, a bad guy with a reason um, rather than an evil guru. Um, and there's few that, that, you know, become bigger than that. I think Thanos did because there was a logic to what he wanted to do. Loki outgrew it. Um, but, you know, his initial Avengers run was world conquest mm. and then kind of got more, more complex into that. Um, and, and, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan is, is a <laughs> God among men, but also um, did a lot of good stuff with uh, a motivated yeah. Killmonger. You you could understand why he was doing what he did and you could understand that, you know, he had a motivation rather than I'm evil girl. Um, so I I feel that in the hands of Kugler's team, um, we'd get a 3D character with Namor or Doom rather than um, because I've decided that I've had enough and I'm going to crush people, grrr, kind of thing. Hmm. Um, although out of the two, I think... Uh, I've never really been a big fan of Namor. Um, if someone, if I'm missing some writing of something that would would make me understand him a little bit more, then I'm happy for recommendations. But um, he's never really kind of. Floated hey, right. very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh he he's um yeah. I, I was gonna make a really bad pun there and I decided against him. Um sorry. Um I, I feel I now need to. So like um uh, he's always been a little bit, you know, egocentric. I think like most of his um uh followers, uh he can be a bit shelfish. Um uh But yeah, so Doom, I think, is the character I'd I'd prefer out of those two. But again, how that fits, I I don't think that's how you introduce him. And also, you'd at some point need him to be involved with the Fantastic Four somewhere along the lines. So I think there's almost a degree of overexposure with it, possibly.
1: Are we breaking? Did we go silent for a break?
0: No, I was going silent <laughs> so someone could speak. <laughs> awesome. I keep getting connection warnings flash up and your silence is not helping in my anxiety as to whether we are recording any of this or whether we're I just having a good chat. Break. Why is he
1: going for a break now? We've barely started. <laughs>
0: Um I will assume that's 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 all we have to say on that. But yes, I think I think um uh you know the, the, the Michael B. Jordan approach on uh someone like Doom would be an absolute dream. Um and speaking of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Wake <Wait> me <laughs> up. Um uh the Sandman is starting to kick into high gear. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, we will begin with the continuation, uh, which is that um, Audible have announced that it's uh, renewed its audio adaptation for The Sandman uh, for two more seasons. Um, Cunningly titled Sandman Act 2 and Sandman Act 3. Um, the first, uh, installment, which was released, uh, last year, um, broke the record for the most pre-orders of any Audible original title, um, and became the best-selling Audible original in the company history. Um, It also hit the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller audio fiction list in July and August, 2020. Um, so it makes sense that, uh, Audible have gone back, uh, to the dreaming for two more, um, seasons. Um, it's, um, expected to be, um, where the first installment adapted the first three volumes of the graphic novel. So preludes and nocturnes of the doll's house and dream country. The second will cover Seasons of Mist, Distant Mirrors, and A Game of You, and Convergence. And the third will adapt Brief Lives and the World's End. Brief Lives and World's Ends. Um, B, did you... uh, Sorry, T, you were listening to The Sandman. Um, Have you managed to finish it, or have you still got hours left to go
1: no no i I didn't finish it Uh, so when i started to i realized i didn't never finish the comics so i thought i'd go back and and do the comics um and then i moved on basically but this is a nice nice little reminder uh firstly actually to finish the comics because i on my reread i got to volume six so that is act two isn't it so yeah through three three uh traits per act um so yeah, no, but what I listened at the beginning was just solid. It was just brilliant. It is, you know, comic pages brought to life. Uh it's interesting listening to, I think, audiobooks and things if you're not if you're not used to them anyway. Uh so going from, you know, novels to audiobooks was a difficult transition for me because it was a new way of processing that information. Uh, and now going from uh, comics to audio is very strange. It's taking a lot of all of these visuals, and I and I wonder what it's like for people who haven't read the comics, who don't have all the you know game visuals and stuff like that, uh, to see them through. Um, but you know, someone has it's really amazing. Uh, well excited. I
0: mean, I think that the Audible um, stories are actually probably quite. Uh, a good introduction if you haven 't read the comics because they are so um, involved they are so well produced that mm-hmm. they are they are they are huge they are they are you know they're radio plays in essence yes um, and um so i don 't think you need an understanding of the the storyline uh, i think uh, for me it enhanced it because when i 'm imagining i am imagining the the artwork and the character design of the comics um but they're 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 very descriptive they're very well produced um they're they're big so i could see that you could probably get away without knowing the background and, and your your mind's eye would create quite a compelling visual for you anyway um B, have you listened to any of the, the audible?
2: Um no. Um I'm I'm not well worst on the Sandman universe. So could you tell me a little bit
0: about who he is? He is one of the seven endless. Um so him and his brothers and sisters are um seven beings that are. Um, well, basically older than time itself. So um, he is Dream. His sister is Death. Um, uh, and then he has five others that I can't remember to, to list um, off the top of my head. Um, T, how many of The Endless can you name in, in one go?
1: No, I can't. I'm terrible.
0: Desire is one of them. Um,
1: I'm sort of trying to reach over to the comic. I think it was <laughs> Volume 3. I. Oh
0: um but yes so they are they are kind of you know manifestations of um uh concepts that go back to the end um and yeah. the story starts with him being this ageless being responsible for walking beyond the the world of dreams and 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 you know being um the inspiration on a few things and various other things being trapped uh by some Arcane Magic by uh Roderick Burgess, Burgess who tries to uh enslave him uh to to get immortality mm. and everything else um and therefore kind of that that dream world stutters some people are trapped in dreams and sleep um because they were in in mm. dreams when he was was stolen um his uh equipments um especially his, his stone, his um, uh, pouch of uh, dream sand and his um, uh, helmet uh, were all stolen and taken from him and um, uh, used by, by other people. Um, and so the first storyline is mm-hmm. him coming out of that, getting his life back after being trapped for, I want to say, 70 years Um and kind of, you know, trying to, to re-strengthen himself and, and to come back to his former glory. Um, and meeting up mm-hmm. with, you know, things like his sister, Death, um, who in the audio, uh, in the Audible series is played by Kat Denning, um, who was brilliant. Um, a real kind of, um, friendly and innocent tone to a character that is Death. Um, uh, and then he also has to, to hunt some of his, uh, creations, some of his nightmares like the Corinthian who have managed to escape the dream domain and come onto, uh, onto the real world. Um, so it is, it's, I mean, I think that you will love it because it's quite occulty. It's quite, um, magic. So Constantine's in there and uh, a few other characters, um, so is this, would you describe it as being sort
2: of fantasy horror? Yeah. Or is it's, it... it's, supernatural. So,
1: it's right up your street actually B. it's yeah. supernatural, it's a lot of sort of classic gamans themes and it's mm. so well written so well told, this story.
0: Um, yeah, I mean it is, it, it's poetic mm. in a lot of points and the, the graphic novels are beautiful because the art is just so captivating, um, ethereal in points I think. Um, so there's a real beauty to it. But, um, you know, Lucifer's a character within it, and um, uh, some of the demons, and, uh, you know, as I said, Constantine's in it. So it plays throughout um, characters that I know you're a fan mm-hmm. of. Um, and okay. and uh, the audiobook is 10 hours. So you get a very good return for your one free token if you hadn't already signed up or, or your one token a month if you're on the, the plan or whatever else. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. it is very in-depth and uh, James McAvoy is his dream in it. Um, oh, uh, wow. Michael Sheen's in there um, as a character. Um, it's, it is a very, very um, well-sourced and Terran Egerton is Constantine. Um, so it's, it's a very, very well set up point. Um, it's, it is quite dark at points. So, um, one of the chapters is, um, 24 hours in a diner.
1: Oh my God. Uh,
0: And mm -hmm. Dr. Light, it is Dr. Light, isn't it? I think, um, has escaped from Arkham and has got his dream stone. Which we know is dreams dreamstone, and he's managed to corrupt it um, and basically he uh, walks into a di- he escapes mark and walks into a diner with his dreamstone and in essence traps um, all of the people who just so happen to be in that 24 hour diner um, into a very bizarre set of circumstance where he kind of makes them live out their fantasies and his fantasies and his darkest desires and his even more dark desires and um yeah it it's a very weird setup.
2: Wow. Okay. It's a bit like
0: falling down then? Um to a degree. To a degree. But um uh more perverted and I don't mean technically in a sexual way, although yes that's also but but more warped in regards to kind of the setup um but yeah i mean it's 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 definitely um something that I think is is worth checking out, but if the comics don't kind of feel like ones that you're looking to get into, and if the audio book feels not your pace. Um, it will all be a Netflix series very soon. Oh, wow. Um, So we're expecting this fairly soon. And uh, it's been fairly secretive uh, for quite a while on regards to casting. However, um, just this week, uh, Neil Gaiman was tweeting about um, uh, Sandman It Begins, which is him starting to say who's in the cast. So, uh, Tom Sturridge is confirmed as being Dream, Lord Morpheus himself. Tom Um,
1: Sturridge looks exactly like a young Neil Gaiman. I love
0: that. It does. Yes, he does. He does. And does look very much like, uh, some of the art from, um, Mm -hmm. what Morpheus looks like. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a little less Robert Smith than Morpheus, but, um, uh, I think that's a very good kind of take up um, in a bit of casting that I absolutely adore and can't wait to see uh, Lucifer will be played by Gwendolyn oh, Christie. Oh, solid. Um, now Lucifer is in theory, the same Lucifer we see in the Lucifer TV show. Um, however, because that's again linked to that kind Excellent. of whole world, um how, uh, and that that TV show is kind of a spin on some of the the, the Gaiman stuff. However, um this will be a Lucifer at a, it, Gaiman has talked about not uh keeping the same actors in the sense that this is different points. So if they've done that Lucifer where he already has uh left hell and set up a nightclub, etc. Cetera, etc cetera, then you you can't Tell the uh, seasons of mist mm. story. Um, so that's that's going to be Lucifer. Um, uh, Vivian Achiampong uh, is going to be Lucian, who is the librarian of mm. dreaming. Uh, Charles Dance is going to be Roderick Burgess, who is uh, described as charlatan and magician. Um, and uh spoilers is is the uh the, the, the gentleman who traps Dream um in a hope to get his mortality in immortality. Um we have um Sanjeev Baskar as Cain and Asim uh, Chaudhry as Abel. I mean, those scenes are
1: gonna be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and then we have um Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian, the escaped nightmare. Um, I cannot wait to see the visuals of the Corinthian because he is fucked up in design. Um, Famous for his sunglasses. Um, So I think that's going to be really interesting. And then the other part that hasn't been confirmed on this, but does seem to be confirmed is uh, Taron Egerton? It will be the Constantine that walks between worlds. Um, he will be the live-action Constantine as well as the Audible Constantine. Uh, still no casting on Death, which is one that I'm waiting to to see. Um, some more uh, key roles in there as well. I thought Kat uh,
1: was pretty spot on in the Audible.
0: I thought she was really, really good. Um, she's technically not age-appropriate for death in the comics, because death in the comics is is kind of an eighteen-year-old
1: mm. girl. Um, She'll be busy with the, uh, the I mean, Darcy I'd... show anyway. The woman Darcy show,
0: <laughs> um, although not apparently um, Thor, Blood and Thunder. That yeah, makes sense she apparently has not had the call to go and um, be in the next Thor film. It's a shame. I mean, to be fair, in the world of um, NDAs, she wouldn't be able to tell us if she was. So mm. it could all be a a, a, a skit. It could all be a, a ruse. A yeah. She could have already filmed the scenes if it's a, a small role, but we will see. Um, but it feels like she has a future in um, a different organization in Marvel, so um, we 'll talk about that after recommendations um, but i mean i i I would watch Get Denning. in it. There was a warmth to her and an inevitability to her that I think worked so well with the character of of death.
1: been an interesting take.
0: So that's the casting so far. How are we feeling about how the cast of The Sandman is, is formed?
1: Absolutely solid. I have no issues with any of that casting. I don't I can't remember who it recommended for Constantine. I don't know if, if Taran Erickton was on our list or if we were avoiding.
0: I think Taran Erickton was on our list. Um, partly because of the uh, audible casting, I think. Um, we did go back and forth on things like Keanu Reeves and um, I want to say Matt Ryan, mm. I think, is the, yeah. the, the guy that plays it in favorite, uh, B's favourite show.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. I uh, thought you liked his season of Constantine. Yeah, the story, but he, this is Legends. He, so hang on.
0: Why did he have to do Legends? Because they got to keep Constantine.
1: So has has his appearance in Legend somehow ruined his appearance in this whole season for you? And you've not even watched Legends? Yeah, yes. So much is your hatred for Legends. I refuse to. Uh, show His appearance in a show that you haven't it seen affects utter, the whole season of the show you have.
2: Utter
1: rubbish. Fair enough.
2: Disrespect my wishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's rubbish.
2: <laughs> Listeners, back me up.
0: Oh, we shall see. We shall see whether the, the legend stands run to the defense um of the conversation. Um so B, you know I I haven't I'll admit I haven't read all of the, the graphic novels. Um I I needed to work out I, I'm very keen to go back and, and read them all. I need to work out how far I got and which ones I have on various formats. Um but uh which but i will also be signing up for the audible books as well as counting uh, down the days to the, the netflix show what one do you think you're likely to um if any uh are you likely to to imbibe? are you are you going to wait for the netflix show are you going to reach for the comics are you going to start down the audible journey which do you think it will be your your medium
2: um I think I will wait for the Netflix show um, and then possibly go back and buy the comics and read them. Um, I take it they are available
0: as omnibus. They're about 30 years old or so, so yes, they are. 30 or 40? Was it the 80s? There's
1: loads of different... I think they even did an absolute sound now, didn't they? So you can have your giant collector's edition as well.
2: Wow, okay, I'll have to look into that then. (laughs) Um, But Netflix would be my watching it, I think. I'm not too familiar with the Sandman universe, Um,
1: hence the reason why I am asking you. Honestly, don't Um, wait. I really think you'd love it. So you know, I feel like we've recommended Sandman already, so it's not going to be my recommendation of the week. But for you and your interest in the occult and all of that stuff, you would really be into this.
2: Okay. Right. Okay. I shall have a look at eBay
0: imminently. I think that's a good idea. Um, but not recommending Sandman, but, uh, having recommendations is a very good segue to do exactly that. So, uh, we will, as we have been doing for the last couple of weeks, spend some time thinking and talking about One Division episode four, um, so, if you have not watched One Division yet and you are looking to watch it before listening to us talk fairly spoilerifically about it, uh, then we will do our recommendations now and we shall wish, wish you good evening or, or good morning or whenever you're listening to this. Um, and uh, we will welcome you back next week. Uh, if you are um, caught up with One Division, then by all means, stay listening to our conversation and tell us why we're wrong uh, at Geeking in Pod. Um, But before then, let's do some recommendations. Who would like to go first? Okay, so um,
2: I would like to recommend a story which hopefully you guys are familiar with. Um, It's Good Omens, uh, available on Amazon Prime and all good BBC websites. Um, there's a nice little segue into something we just talked about, um, but the show itself stars a certain Michael Sheen um, and a certain Doctor Who. Matt um, <laughs> <That's> Smith. Absolutely. <laughs> Peter Capaldi. <not. laughs> uh, Tom the Baker. Other one Sylvester McCoy. Peter Guy. I knew you were going to say Pete Davidson. Yeah, and yeah. one more? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. You can do it. You can do it. You Bill can partly. do it. Bill oh. Yeah. The only one that you... Jodie uh, 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 Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. William will so leave it up to the listeners to...
0: I'll stop Google. Uh, no, do you know what? Um, I, I am very proud of the fact that all of those have been from my memory. Um, I don't know how far I can go. I haven't counted how many I've now listed and I don't know how far I can go. So I'm not going to mention Tom yeah. Can or um, <laughs> or Chris Eccleston um, in case I, I start running out. And I'm not sure if William Hurt counts.
1: Definitely so. counts. Oh dear.
0: Oh, okay. Then I've listed him as well. Uh,
2: Where okay. were we? So David Tennant. David Tennant. We were talking about David Tennant. What was he in? So um, he he was the best Doctor Who. Um, Doesn't ring a bell. Ever. Um, so anyway, it stars uh, David Tennant and Mark Sheen, and it's uh, Mark Sheen's an angel, and David Tennant isn't. So um, it's you know it's it's right up my street and i think if the listeners do choose to view this recommendation i think they'll love it uh
0: yeah i mean amazon prime um it's um encapsulated by an incredible chris cornell song which is seeking a friend for the end of the world because that's in essence what they are um and what they're doing uh it is it's brilliant and you know as 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 We've said it's Gaiman so it links very nicely to the the Sandman conversation
1: it's, also, it's really it's fun how they updated it and modernized it and all of that stuff as well um, re- really good show awesome.
0: I, I I mean I'm, I'm a big fan of everything that Neil Gaiman does however I have a history of tripping over Neil Gaiman's work, loving it and then finding out it's Neil Gaiman so um, Stardust I think is is a brilliant film. Uh, american gods yes, i goodness. read and loved and did really enjoy the tv show although i fell out of it and wanted to go back and I watch it again it was
1: worth um, on for season two season one was good, great and then i don't know season two wow okay we're
0: on to three now aren't we so i i'm, I'm really i'm really interested okay. to go back because i said i loved the book um but uh, yeah, no. I, so I, I do this thing where I find something I love it, and then it turns out as Neil Gaiman, and uh-huh. you're going kind to of go, well, of course it is, um, because it you know it, it feels like a Neil Gaiman thing, and that's kind of why I resonate with it. So yeah, Good Omens again. I found on TV I, because it was advertised. I watched, and then I realised it was Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. At the end of episode one, I realised it was Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Really good recommendation. Amazon Prime. Um, right,
1: I'm just going to say, with got also, enough, uh, soon after that, Michael Sheen and David Tennant did a lockdown on Netflix, I think. Yeah. Staged. That's staged.
0: Um, yeah, I think it was BBC originally, but it is. On, I, I caught it up on Netflix. Um, and they have a special comic relief day, comic relief uh, red-nose day staged coming on March the 19th. Oh, wow.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, but they're yeah. great in that. They're
1: absolutely great yeah. in that. It's <laughs> and it the really same of thing. which especially. I loved. After you watch mm. B's recommendation and you want some more, really you want more of just these two characters playing off each other, Go watch stage. Um, so I will recommend, and this is a strange connection because it's not connected really to anything we spoke about, uh, but you two were messaging each other uh, comics that you were purchasing and it had all these gorgeous Gabriel Delotto <laughs> happens a lot. Covers, uh, well, because there was a one division <laughs> mentioned, so I quickly sort of muted the group until I watched the episode because, like, God, I don't want to. You know, I know you're good with not spoilers, but still, I'm a bit paranoid. Uh, and then I went back and, and and caught up on all the messages and yeah, all the gorgeous Gabriel Delotto covers really ma- reminded me of um, Secret War. So this is uh, I was going to say recent, but it's like 15 years old now because that's what recent feels like to me. <laughs> um,
0: 2004, 2014. Oh,
1: 2004. Yeah. Um, I got even older. By than uh, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, so it's kind kind of part of the big sort of I think trilogy, quadrology of, of events of, of around that period. So you had, uh, you know, Avengers disassembled. You had House of M. You have Secret War, and then you had, um, well, you yeah, had Civil War, and then you had Secret Invasion. Uh, this is kind of, I, I think, the slightly forgotten one because it wasn't a crossover in the same way, in that you had all the the regular comics sort of, you know, talking about it. But uh, in itself, it's this fantastic story about Spider-Man, Cap, uh, Luke Cage, Wolverine, um, uh, and essentially uh, Nick Fury. Um, well, firstly, you find out why every street-level villain in Marvel uh, has these amazing, high-concept, high-technology. Uh, uh, suits and things and yet they're just using it to rob banks right how does that even make sense so I addressed that issue and then it turns out uh, uh, Fury um, it takes uh, uh, the, the heroes I just mentioned um, on essentially a super secret mission and you see that kind of unfold as you go through with all of this like amazing gorgeous art um, so it is it's beautiful just just to look at the art uh, the story's fun. It's got all the old, you know, Brian Michael Bendis dialogue, all this sort back and forth and banter and all that stuff. Um, and it's real kind of classic versions of these characters. And, you know, it's, it's just the popular... It, it's the characters that were popular when, you know, the Avengers were kind of unknown, when Iron Man wasn't as big a name, where the biggest names were, you know, Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh, Daredevil. Uh, so, Secret War
0: and i i mean i always loved the um
1: oh, the redesigned really
0: costumes that they had um yeah absolutely i mean the spider-man one was one of my favorite skins in the, the playstation 4 mm-hmm. spider-man game um because i thought it was such a, a a very cool design um and all of them kind of got very nice upgrades in their, their outfits um so yeah it was a really good really good um Comic, Agents of Shield, out. and things like that. Um, it's nice introduction to some characters there
1: as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, mine is um, a film that was on uh, Channel Four on here in the UK on uh, Saturday nights. It's available on all four currently. Is it has just finished or is just about to finish on four seven as we speak, not that it's on in the background as I'm doing this. Um, uh, <laughs> Deadpool 2. Um, oh, and if you sure. can't do any of those, it will be available on Disney Plus Star from the 23rd of February uh, when Disney Plus introduces his adult section. Um, but yes, Deadpool 2, um, uh, I think it's, it's almost as good as the original. Um, I think uh you know the, the the original obviously is is you know a little bit more special but um it managed to keep the same energy it managed to keep the same uh humor um and it managed to kind of move the story on uh, a big chunk. Um it's um still got to the point in you know it it, it the, the, the moments in the Marvel films that make me well up um are actually fairly few. Um, So the beginning of Guardians, um, the beginning of Endgame, um, the end of Infinity War, the end of Endgame. Um, You know, outside of that, there's there's only very few that kind of make me kind of, you know, really go through. But the end of Deadpool 2 with Cable and uh, his uh, kissing his daughter's teddy um, gets me um so it is you know it is a family film as 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 Deadpool tells you at the beginning um if you're not quite up for the level of of blood violence and um incredibly creative swearing um then obviously there's once upon a Deadpool if you prefer um but uh Deadpool 2 is is a better film so Deadpool 2 is my recommendation available currently on all four and uh, available from uh, Disney Plus Star from the 23rd of this month.
1: It's 2, great fun. Again, I think it really doesn't quite meet the, the heights of the first movie, uh, but lots of fun. And I don't think I've rewatched it at all uh, since the cinema, so I'm looking forward to that on, on um, Disney Star. Probably my first thing I'll watch on Disney Star when it comes out.
0: Well, we can talk about kind of what's on there and what we watch. I I think Hellstrom might be up there for me, although there are a few of the Disney shows that I've not gone through yet, like Runaways and a few others, which have been recommended previously. So we'll work out. But one thing that is on Disney Plus that we are watching at the moment is WandaVision. So episode four of WandaVision was called We Interrupt This Program and Didn't it just do that? Um, A very uh, different program to what we were expecting. We've been uh, talking and um, uh, theorizing about the drop of the first two episodes, the drop of the third episode and the final, uh, what, what this one was going to be based upon some of the stories and some of the theories we had. One of the things that we were saying for uh, episode one and two was as much as we were enjoying uh, what was happening and how it worked out, um, it felt um, uh, it felt uh, there was no context. We didn't really understand what was going on. Episode three, we talked about how that brought th- forward a little bit. It felt like it suddenly started to move the storyline on with um, the expulsion of I've got a name again. Gwendolyn, was it? Um, the, the um, Monica Rambeau character. Uh, oh, it begins with G. Oh my gosh. It does. But there we go. Um, yeah, so um, her character uh, being brought in um, and, and expelled we, we felt would kind of suddenly put a, a frame around it. And um, episode four um, went back to the beginning and told us the circumstance outside and then brought us back up to date. Um, so uh, we pick up where we left off with uh, Monica being uh, shunted from Westview. Um, and Then we go back to finds that Monica um, had been snapped. She had been blipped. And we get to relive the horror that must have been when all of these people suddenly came back to
1: existence. So this is the episode that makes me love even more all the previous episodes. I I think you Know taking a chance and doing things different like this is exactly what Marvel should be doing, you know. Um, and I think they had enough faith that the fans would stick on and then carry on watching and stick with the show. Uh, and, and you know, and, and we said that from the beginning, you know, we had trust in sort of the MCU and Feige that it would it would lead to all this stuff. Um, and it did and it did it so absolutely brilliantly. I mean, the other th- and outside of the story of what's going on in Westview. There are so many other things to love about this episode. Um, You know, I just absolutely love seeing the post-blip MCU. Mm. Uh, Far From Home touched upon it, but in kind of a, hey, it's all okay. Our whole class was blipped and we're all back together all at the same time. And, you know, you didn't really get, and and we had conversations about this. We kept talking about, oh my God, you know, you get unblipped and then five years later, you know, uh, one partner has moved on and suddenly or you're suddenly blipping into someone else's house or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we got to see how traumatic that wake-up moment could be through Monica Rambeau. So mm. so amazing to see that, that, you know, it gave us all of that. Um, and then, and, you know, I've been talking about this this whole episode, but <laughs> the, the Jimmy Woo and Dr. Darcy... <laughs> <laughs> Dynamic, so brilliant! This is what Agents of Shield should have been, right? This is why I still, I genuinely want this show. I want this show to happen because Agents of Shield didn't quite deliver on it. These two guys just, just bouncing off of each other, picking up mysteries in the MCU. Um, and and then the episode suddenly ended, and I and I, and I turned to my wife and go, "Hang on, that was that was really quick one. Why was that so short?" And of course, it wasn't. It was the same length as the previous episodes. It's just that. Yeah. In my mind it hadn't quite started. We're getting the outside bit and then we're going to get a full episode of of you know wherever happy days or wherever we are in um in the sitcoms as they're progressing, you know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it's um uh, an interesting set. I think the next one's Full House. I think we're into the 80s now. Okay. Um but um it's interesting because it will be interesting to see going forward whether we have more of that cutting between uh watching in real time and then them talking about it outside of it that kind of weird fourth wall style piece where they're watching and dissecting whilst we're watching and dissecting kind of thing or whether it will be far more like they've done there in the sense of we'll tell you a bit more of the story and then we'll loop in what's happening outside what would be your favorite kind of um narrative frame for that
2: i think it'd be good to see you know i I think what they've done is really really clever um i like how they've kind of brought everyone to a point now where the story inside the curtain can really start now because yeah. all the viewers have now caught up they they kind of know what's going on or, or do we um so i i would love to be able to go back into the and see what now how knowing what we know now what the view inside would be i don't know
0: I'm finding it hard to articulate myself, but in no, my I think head... you're right. I, I think that it. So I, one of the one of the issues I had with the first two were they were a commitment to a bit, but they weren't moving the story on in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. So that juxtaposed with the outside stuff, with trying to decipher it alongside us. You know, trying to give us kind of more context to what's going on, I think, is a very interesting way of 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 moving it forward because you can you you can have the skits and the bits and all the rest of it, but you're waiting for the beats of um of of wonder breaking down or losing control or something. Um, and I think that the the sword stuff from the outside will allow us to kind of um, format that in a better way. I don't I don't think we need thirty one minutes of you know a, a a previous sitcom parody like we had in the first two, especially the first one. Mm.
1: Be so you thought you thought Wonder was being controlled. Do you still feel that? I
2: I still think so. Yeah. I I I think there's bigger forces at play than just wonder. Um, I mean, obviously we saw Monica Rambo saying it's wonder. Uh, it's all wonder. Mm. Um, I I don't know. I you know I just get a feeling that's too simple. Mm. Um, so
0: I, whilst I'm not sure it is. A bigger force. I think there is a reason, um, but uh, you know, to your point, Wonder could be the how and not the why. Mm. So it, it's Wonder in the sense that it's Wonder's powers that are doing all of this. Mm. Why Wonder's powers are doing all of this? Why Wonder is doing this could be a different story, and it could be um, that someone has made a deal with her about mm. you know, and I give you everything oh. back that you have lost. Maybe she went searching for someone who could give her the ability to to do that um, or it could be that the person the missing person the um, uh, the witness relocation the witness protection person who agent Wu has gone to find um, has some sort of Power that Wanda went looking for that mm. so may have used what she had available to her in the Avengers to find someone who she thought could give her a chance of happiness
1: you know we said mm. this last week, but again you know they've built they've built up Wanda's trauma so brilliantly over over her entire arc so far that you know you, you you'd if it is just a complete and utter breakdown of a person, you'd be you fine. You'd accept it. You know, having lost her brother, having lost vision, having been the cause of the the civil war, all of that stuff, right? I lost, lost her parents. Or if it's a case of, you know, it's just all too much and fuck it. I am now going to go make a deal. I'm now going to make a deal, which any sane person with, would know is a bad idea, but I want all of this stuff back. You'd get it too. You know, you'd buy into it it's it's her character her it has been so well developed that whether it's whether it's from her or whether it's someone mm-hmm. else driving it, you'd accept it you know it sort of it, with sort of discovery there was a lot of oh hang on suddenly, it's just someone else's trauma, and we don't know anything about this person. No, we've had like a decade to see this person get to this point, and yeah it you know it's not been the focus of any of the films really. It's not, no film has particularly been about Wanda's trauma. It's just things that have happened in the background, particularly like her causing civil war and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's only now that you look back, you think, "God, here was this person who was, here was this woman who was just suffering so deeply. Um, and the side we got to see is, hey, she's got superpowers and she's, you know, throwing things about us or whatever. But, you know, deep suffering.
0: I mean, the, the only point in the entire MCU we've seen her at peace was the very beginning of Infinity War.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was her and Vision making plans for the future and running away together and you know, living their fairy tale and dreaming of one day and all of that. And that then got ripped apart by the Dark Order. I mean, e- even that, Jay, attack- right? Vision.
1: So they were still having to sneak around and run around to, to yep. do all of yeah. that. And again, that's because of her. You know, if if yep. if she hadn't if she hadn't had that you know it, um, uh, broken that building yeah. So then actually they would have been in the Stark um, Avengers uh, uh, mansion, I'm not having to yep. go through all this. Yep.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um, so it is. I mean, you know, from the the moment we we meet her, she is in a cell being manipulated and empowered or having her powers released or realized or whatever happened there um and you know hydra haven't got a reputation of being incredibly um bedside mm-hmm. manner with with the care of these things so it would have been using trauma to release powers even if they were willing participants in their tests so everything, everything from the moment we've seen her, is has been wrapped with, um, with with trauma. So I think you're absolutely right. And then, you know, you you give one of the most powerful people in the world a a, a break, a mental break, and, you know, you you see the ramifications.
1: So you know, last week, be I was. The bit that kind of sold me on the outsider theory was the um the beekeeper. Because that made me think, oh, it's mm. Aim, right? Them and their <laughs> beekeeper costumes. Uh but now that we know actually that was part of sword, uh, I think we've moved away from that a little bit. I have a question for both of you guys. The shows that they're watching on the outside, right? Because yeah. you know, it feels like things are they're constantly getting episodes. So they it, we've only seen three episodes. Are they getting, like, weeks and weeks? Are they constantly shows running, or is it, you know, so have they had, like, seasons and seasons of Wonders episodes, or is the same episode repeating over and over again? What are they watching? Like, like a rerun.
0: I, I guess the, the, the unknown bit there is whether, in true sitcom fashion, we are seeing a 30-minute edit of someone's life, and they are watching it play through. So do they watch them do the dishes and sit there in silence watching mm. the TV and mow the grass and all of that, but in this 50s, 60s, 70s format? Mm. Or do they get to see half an hour either on rerun or, you know, miss it, miss out style approach of um, of where you are? I, I guess the, the interesting thing on that is um, – they're doing a lot of facial recognition, picking up and working mm. through. So I've stopped because I was trying to think of of the the Monica Rambeau character because the first time we see her isn't a clip I remember from seeing in the episode. No, that's right. She because was sitting she's sitting on a the... bench reading that's a right. paper. Yeah. Which would suggest that they're watching basically a live feed. And what we've seen as episodes are the, the best moments of or, or seeing more the story kind of thing.
1: Because, I mean, they do talk about, they're watching episodes, you know, the, it doesn't feel like they're watching a Truman Show style, okay, now it's just eight hours of them sleeping. You know, mm. they talk about, right, she's just created a sitcom.
0: Yeah, and, and part of that's them understanding the, the 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 formula that she is using, although maybe not understanding why. Um, although, B, I thought your theory on that last week was was very very good. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I, I think we'll, we'll wait to see how that explains even more now that we've got. We, we will have the experience of someone who has been inside the Westview bubble. Mm. Um, because she's but, been missing for days. Yeah. So there is a time lag in there. It's just how that translates to the outside, I guess. I mean, it's interesting because obviously we we get
2: to see how the beekeeper appeared in episode two. Um, where is the beekeeper now? <laughs> uh, and also, when they pulled out the line, did you notice how? It had changed, and it continued to be different. Yeah, the same out. as how she, uh, yep. Monica so, Rambeau
1: came back in her seventies clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know So, Okay.
2: So it's 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 interesting. So does that mean? Because obviously, uh, Wanda's it's a Reality Stone, right? That she's got powers from. Mind Stone. Is that right? Is it Mind yeah, Mindstone.
0: Stone. Or... Yeah. It was the. Oh. It was the. Um, it was the scepter. It was the Loki poke stick. Okay, so that doesn't explain. But
1: you're, that. but you're right. She is changing reality, and and it's sticking. So drones are going in. She's turning them into little red toy helicopters, um, and they will come out as that. Um, whether it's a surface level or whether it's you know, so I guess that's you know, with say Monica Rambo didn't end up taking on the character that Wonder created. Um, but she looks like the character that Wanda created. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, it's such a good...
0: And how everyone else knows how to play their parts is an Carol- interesting one. Geraldine. Geraldine, yes. I will try and remember that for next week. I probably will not. <laughs> Especially bearing in mind she won't be going by that name next week, so <laughs> exactly. even less chance of me remembering it. Um but uh, yeah, it's it. I mean, it's interesting. So, do we have any theories onto the missing person?
2: Uh, I'm going to say Agnes.
0: So, you think Agnes is the 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 witness in relocation? Yeah.
2: And yeah, simply because she is close to um, Wanda. Um, And obviously you said that, you know, is someone manipulating her? Um, I think it might be Agnes.
0: I've not got the impression that Agnes is the manipulator yet. Hmm. And that could be just because that that hasn't been shown yet, but it felt more like she was trapped and and playing along rather than I oh, know i I think she's she's acting
2: a bit different to herb and all that because she
0: yeah but uh, is that different because she's more scared, or is that different because she's in play with it um, but yeah, it is i mean and and she was the only one on the board. That they'd not identified from cross-referencing the
1: the records. No, that's to, one to thing. Put a real name Really slowly. But like they spent ages getting each person. That, you know, with all their MCU tech, hurry up with your with your with your facial recognition. <laughs> Come on. Hey,
0: no, this isn't Kingdom of Wakanda.
1: <laughs> so the, the people uh, they were recognizing were these all inhabitants of Westview? Okay. Yeah. So they've got a tiny little, you know, database to cross-reference with as well. I mean, I could fucking manually do it at that point, but anyway,
0: <laughs> only if they've got facial, only if they've got um, photo
1: ID. Yeah, maybe Westview is a bunch of people without driving licenses.
0: Maybe, maybe trip. it's it's um, one of those areas that's that's suffering from voter suppression. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so I mean, that's an interesting one. I guess the other one that jumps out at me is. Who's missing from the episode, who's missing from the series, is uh, Agnes's Ralph. Mm. So, you know, change a name and he's disappeared. We have not seen Ralph in any format yet. We've just heard a lot about him. Um,
1: so, so that so was I, it I, Ralph I, that Agnes was with, who was chopping through the friends? That was Herb, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. that's
0: Herb. Yeah. Ralph. Yes. Ralph is the husband that we've heard lots and lots of jokes about, but have yet to actually physically meet mm. or see. So is is missing um, and has disappeared. And the only person who seems to remember Ralph is Agnes. See,
1: I, of this whole um, you know what reality bending thing that that um, Wanda is doing, I think the hardest part is creating vision, right? because that's a fully realized person from her memory that she has to sort of create out of nowhere who needs to respond. So while she can take other people and sort of manipulate them and put, you know, it, it, it's it's J, but in a 50 setting, it's B, but in a 60 setting, I'm creating vision from scratch. Um, so I, I think this, this uh, person, this uh, witness protection person, some kind of connection with, with vision or Jarvis or something.
0: Now, that's so th- this is kind of where my theory goes, and I know I'm not going to be alone in this theory, but still. Um, because is she uh creating him or is she reanimating mm. him? Uh, and that, that oh, last God, that
1: was hard. scene horrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I need zombie vision as much as mm. I need Zombie Optimus Prime. Um but yeah, I mean that 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 again, leading to the trauma and leading to the um the guilt she has about letting that happen to him. Um, you know, she she killed her boyfriend to stop the end of the world, only for all of that pain and suffering and sacrifice to mean nothing as she watched him get reanimated and then ripped Mm -hmm. apart, Um, you know, brutal and could do nothing about it. So is he, is he, is he a figment of her imagination in the sense that she's creating him from memory or is he um, reanimated and being puppeted?
2: So can I ask a question based on that? And, I mean, we have nothing but questions, but yes. Okay, good. So if she is reanimating him, would you not make him perfect? So there was a scene in episode two where he questioned all this, saying that we are different, and she rewound, didn't she?
0: So, uh, however my the the playback's the same in the sense of if you were creating him from your memory if he was completely something of your own creation mm-hmm. would you build that in in the first place so reanimated you'd have the old vision but back mm-hmm. so you wouldn't you wouldn't choose which parts of his personality you include because he would be as he was um, recreated, you'd probably have a more uh, idyllic version of him because he's the perfect one that you've created rather than the the flawed one that is real. And the answer is that no one knows because we still have to watch, but, the, that would lead to the question as to who could have the power to reanimate vision who could be in Westview that she's gone and uh tried to seek uh, to do this um and therefore kind of built this world around so that she can protect and 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 do it um and the obvious answer seems to be Eric Williams. Mm. The Grim Reaper. Ooh. So in the comics, that's Wonder Man's brother, mm. Simon Williams. In the comics, Simon's brain patterns were yeah. the creation of Vision. Rather than the, the mm. Stark Jarvis... Banner. Um oh no, Stark and Banner were were yeah. Ultron. Yeah. Um but the Jarvis and Ultron thing. Um but in one of his upgrades from his original thing where he basically was a guy with tech, um he gained magic related abilities that could reanimate the souls and bodies of the dead. Um, so it could be that he is a prisoner of Wonder, who is being made to reanimate vision. And then she's painting over him and to the rest of the world to make it not zombie vision and who can fucking blame her, um, which would make him the criminal that was in witness relocation. And then she's gone and found, which is why he's removed from everyone's memory. Maybe apart from Agnes.
1: That's interesting.
2: So, is he a mutant then? No, no mutants.
0: Yeah. Okay. So his his supernatural powers were a combination of so he was tech based before and the tinkerer, linking to um, mm-hmm. to your recommendation of Secret Wars and you know super powered mm-hmm. tech heroes, um, but the the magic related stuff came from a combination of uh, voodoo training received from the Black Talon Talon, um, and powers bestowed upon him by uh, Um So, in theory, he could have some sort of superpower. Doesn't necessarily need to be mutant um, or some sort of magical training. And that could lead him to this ability which meant he went into it, this relocation for protection. And with access to Avengers protocols and all the rest of it, she found the one person in the world who could bring Vision back.
1: All right. I'm going to push a different theory. Now, I don't really think this is the way, just but I'm just going to put it out there. What if it's Bruce Banner? So I'm thinking, you know, Bruce has said Vision is a combination of wonder of the Mind Stone, of Jarvis, and of Tony and Bruce. And Bruce is the one who snapped his fingers and brought everyone back, except he didn't think to bring Vision back in that. So is she just massively pissed off that, hey, when you have the power to reset the world and undo all this fucking horrible stuff that happened. You couldn't bring one more person back. And now she's gone off to Bruce, given that, you know, there are engrams of Bruce in vision. If you also went to, you know, I, early I mean, iterations it. of Hulk, Bruce Banner being in witness protection and on the run is very on brand. Not, not post end game, of course, yeah. but it, you know, would have fit back in the day. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the issue with that and the bit that we still haven't quite worked through is the end of end game is Wanda and um, Clint talking.
2: Yeah.
0: And Clint saying, you know, couldn't bring everyone back and I wish they, we could have brought everyone back and I wish they knew that we, we did it. Right. And Wanda saying they knew right. or they know or something. And, and, and it was, it seemed Peace with the fact that the snap couldn't bring back those that had died of non-blip causes.
1: Those that have died post-blip. But you know, vision.
0: Or pre I mean, I mean, vision was vision, vision was, was pre because
1: pre. It, seconds pre. Yeah, he he, he did not get dusted. Maybe.
0: Yeah. He died for one of the stones to be realised in the same way that that.
1: So and you know what did. maybe that's so this decision was made to send this stone back right, and again you know the decision was not hey let's get let's build vision back up again we've got the mind stone let's stick it back in vision's head no no let's give it to cap to do his his tool. There's a lot of unresolved stuff with wonder. No one is doing all this.
0: Yes. It's going to be interesting. Is there anything else that jumped out from that episode that we want to unravel a little bit? How did you feel about the. um, Oh, yeah, so there's one other bit that I I was interested in. Uh, How did you feel about, uh, before we get to that, how did you
1: feel about the introduction of Sword? I thought it was pretty well handled. Did we not. Was Sword not introduced at the end of Far From Home?
0: Not technically. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a spaceship that Fury okay. and Marie Hill was on, mm. and they were in space, so a lot of people thought that might be Sword, but it wasn't referenced.
2: It's interesting how they've changed the uh, the acronym. Um, yep, from the comics, um, but they explained that so.
1: I, I quite liked quite I Remember cool. back in the first Iron Man where, you know, it was so clearly a backronym, He just kept saying different things, versions of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. <laughs> he just had to make it fit. We've all been there. <laughs> so we want it to be SWORD. It doesn't matter what <laughs> words make up the acronym. It's just got to be SWORD. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's certain words that you don't pronounce the, the first letter off because that doesn't necessarily make the, the acronym I want. Um, so uh, Cosmic Microwave Background Radiation or whatever it was. Mm. CMBR? Whatever it was, it, which was the huge amounts that Darcy picked up and was putting through the, the scanners which they found. Mm-hmm. Um, is it that this sudden huge pulse of CMBR and this flooding of this sudden energy of this uh, re- radiation that was created, which was basically created from the Big Bang. Do you think that is what puts the beacon out for a certain herald to Ooh. notice a planet that might Ooh. appease
1: his master's hunger? Earth just got tastier with all this CMBR seasoning.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. You 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 don't think he's gonna make an appearance, do you? Oh wouldn wouldn't that be
0: brilliant, you know? I I don't oh. know how direct you could build that into this. Um but you could call back in however many films about you know the surfer or something or something along those lines and then tell the history of him from the guardians of the galaxy or the asgardian side i mean we know the guardians are in love and thunder mm. so you could start building the yeah the last scene of wonderverse is is the pulses of C M B R going out and you just see a figure on a surfboard whose head turns. Oh, that'd be you know what? It'd be like the Mandalorian <laughs> all over again.
2: could be called it this time. <laughs> oh wow. That's not a bad shout.
0: <laughs> stretching, but not a bad shout. <laughs> well, you know, the whole fun of this is stretching. And the whole fun of this is coming up with random theories that on Friday we were going, well, none of those were right. Um, But yes, I think Version continues to keep us on our toes As we've just proven for the last half an hour Um, We will continue to unpick this Until either we have so many answers that it's obvious And we'll just sit back and enjoy Or um, uh, we get frustrated and stop talking about it Um, But uh, yeah, so we've got four episodes left, I think are we halfway through?
2: Are we halfway through?
1: I think so, so. At the beginning, the pacing felt wrong. When it felt like you're wasting episodes, you're wasting valuable episode time on these these y bits. Whereas now, actually, I feel like no, no, the pacing is fine. It's kind of it's been a burst of catch up, and it's going to be all interesting now. And on the rewatch, you know, I'll be quite happy to watch those sitcommy episodes. Uh, knowing where we're heading to,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, episode four is the first one that I've wanted to go back and rewatch, um, because I feel it's quite dense in regards to the story and the plots and the, the clues and stuff. Um, episode one and two um, didn't really have enough in it to to go and rewatch, and I think after episode four. Um, as a standalone, there's probably even less for me to go back and rewatch because a lot of the mm. "what does that mean" and "how does that work" has actually been pulled out by episode four and kind of deconstructed. Um, episode four is the talking dead of the the, the MCU in in some ways. Um, so yeah, I I, I think it'll be interesting to go through and watch this as a run when it's completed. But uh, and B, I know you're, you're probably adverse to this but um, this I, I love the the episodic nature of this because of that kind of I have a week to then you know read and think and come up with random theories and what about and what about I still that that brooch I, I didn't notice it in episode 4 I'll go back and rewatch it again or episode 3 um, but that brooch from Agnes not changing when everything else does still captures my attention. So you still think Agnes is the key to this? Yeah. And I think that Ralph is the key to this. Um, I'm just not sure that Ralph, because, you know, and we know from some of the, 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 the clips and the spoilers from episodes to come, um, she has an awareness of some th- stuff that's going on. Um, and that's all I'm going to say for, for spoilers for future episodes. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, she seems to be more knowledgeable than some of the others about how this works. Um, so my current theory is Agnes's husband is, um, the Grim Reaper. who is trapped and that is why agnes continues to talk about her husband ralph who no one's seen Mm. and ralph would be his his witness protection name because his real name is eric we (laughs) shall see we definitely will so we will be back this time next week, to talk about Episode 5 and why everything you've just spent the last half hour <laughs> listening to us talk about was wrong. Um, <laughs> until then, please continue to look after yourself. Reach out at GeekingInPod for a conversation about division, about uh, Avatar, because that rewatch is happening, um, about no. um, uh, anything you wish to talk about. Um, and we will speak to Adios. you again next week. Bye-bye.
2: Cheerio.